to More in the Morning on News Talk 1010, Toronto. I knew it. I knew it was Rocky and Bullwinkle when I heard it. Thank you, Nick. Well, Rocky was a squirrel. Yeah, that's right. I know. <laughs> Dr. Mitch has no idea what's happening right now, and he is on the line. Uh, yes, indeed, it is time to check in with News Talk 1010 medical correspondent, Dr. Mitch Shulman. Uh, Dr. Mitch, we're going to get to talking about these increasing numbers of norovirus. Uh, but first of all, I wanted to ask you a bit of a personal question here. Um, hypothetically speaking, Dr. Mitch, if someone was attacked yes. by a squirrel in the face and has claw marks on their forehead, what should they do? Uh, write their will, make certain that it's up to date, and uh, you could become a, a, a zombie rabbit. Uh, I mean, oh, it's boy. horrible. Yeah. The fear is... To, no, no, no. Um, the fear is always twofold. One is of infection from the actual wound itself, mm-hmm. and that you should manage as you would normally. Make certain your uh, tetanus is up to date. It should be boosted about every 10 years, and make certain that the wound is washed with regular soap and water is more than enough. Wash it once or twice a day at least, and apply an antibiotic uh, cream, such as fusidin or bacitracin, just to prevent it from getting infected. The fear is always, people always have in the back of their mind, oh my god, I've been attacked by, and you pick your outdoor animal could I have rabies and the good news is first off rabies is extremely uh, rare uh, in Toronto and Ontario although southern Ontario does have cases but in those cases it's all raccoons and skunks and those types of animals there has never as far as I know been a case of rabies transmitted to humans from squirrels so, and in this case, you weren't even bitten. The real concern is the virus being transmitted in the saliva. So in your case, having been scratched in the face, I'd be make, really sure that it was well washed, well taken care of, washed at least once or twice a day, uh, antibiotic cream or ointment applied. Cream is usually better because it gets absorbed and is less messy. And if there's any sign of redness or pus or swelling or increasing pain, you have to worry about the fact that it's secondarily infected and make certain that your tetanus is up to date. All right. That's great. I literally did send in a note to my family doctor saying, when was my last tetanus shot? Should I get updated? Good for you. Yes. Good for you. I did do that. Well, thank you, Dr. Mitch. I appreciate that. Dr. Google said I was going to die. So I appreciate the second opinion. And turn into a a zombie squirrel is what I probably also said. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching The Last of Us. So apparently (laughs) apparently mushrooms can infect people as well. So um, no, let's not spread that around. Yes, there is. Uh, Well, listen, in all seriousness, though, I appreciate the info on that. But um, let's talk norovirus. Uh, It is it is back and cases are rising. But we hear so much about cases are rising, flu cases are rising, this and that. Uh, This is comparatively to our pandemic years where people were, of course, staying inside so much. So, I mean, is this something to be worried about with the norovirus back? I always worry about people getting infected with anything, whether it's strep or influenza or norovirus, any of these diseases, but you're entirely right. The numbers we're seeing now, we're going back 
if you want to look at it that way, to pre-pandemic situations when it comes to strep, when it comes to influenza, when it comes to norovirus. Now, norovirus is what people commonly call the stomach flu, but it's not. It's not just the stomach that's involved, it's the entire intestinal tract. And it's not a flu, it's a completely different family of viruses. And it's the classic, you get exposed, usually because of uh, touching surface that's been contaminated and not watching, washing your hands properly, because the virus is found inside um, people's um, stool is the polite way. They're, mm-hmm. They have nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea, usually within about 12 to 24 hours of being exposed. You only need to be exposed to something like 100 virus particles. It's incredibly, incredibly contagious. And uh, the surface hasn't been washed and you touch it proper, improperly, or you haven't washed your hands before you eat or before you take some, put something in your mouth or rub your eyes. And that's how the virus gets into your body. And it goes right to your stomach and your intestines. The entire GI system, and you immediately, with well, within 12 to 24 hours, develop nausea, then vomiting, then diarrhea, and it usually finishes in about a day or two, 24, 36, maybe 48 hours. You can still shed virus in your bowel movements, in your diarrhea for another couple of days after that, which is why we usually suggest that people stay at home until their diarrhea stops and for another 24 to 48 hours until they're feeling up to it. Because the real problem with this disease is dehydration. that's why little kids get into trouble because they become so dehydrated so quickly and elderly get into trouble the same thing they get dehydrated so quickly and they have underlying health issues but for most people um, it's something that you just get over and and according to statistics from one of the health agencies each of us will be exposed to this and get sick with it five times in our lifetime so it's very common it's the virus that you hear of all the time on cruise ships um, because if one person gets it it's a closed environment it's easy to spread but the outbreaks that you're seeing right now in Toronto are all in institutions the first three or four were I think in uh, long-term chronic care facilities the latest one is in a rehab facility and it's really really a matter of excellent hand washing and soap and water becomes really important because it works much better than the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. And you have to clean surfaces. So door handles, uh, 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 banisters from for handrails, things that people will touch are the things that you really have to make sure are meticulously cleaned, which is why if a ship has an outbreak, you'll see that they up the number of times that they clean the handrails and the door handles to the bathrooms and all of that, and they warn people to wash their hands much more often. And that's exactly what you need to do here. But as you had mentioned, right now what we're seeing in uh, Toronto slash in Canada actually as a whole is outbreaks in um, long-term care facilities and and for the young as well, right? As opposed to the yeah. general population. That's where we're, we're yeah. focused right now. But due to spread because it is so contagious. Yeah, and the thing is, it's it's what we saw all the time pre-COVID. And thank goodness, you know, there there were some really good, intelligent things that we learned from dealing with COVID. If you wash your hands regularly, if you, you know, wipe down surfaces, you stop the spread of the flu, you stop the spread of strep throat, you stop, stop the spread of the noroviruses. Um, and so they, they just, they just, we're seeing now what happens when we forget and go back to our 
our previous habits. And my hope had always been that we'd be a little bit more educated as a result of what we've gone through over the last couple of years and be a little bit more more meticulous in terms of our hand hygiene and things like that. And I hope that this will remind people how important it is to wash your hands on a regular basis. Dr. Mitch, thank you so much for your time this morning for both the uh, the uh, norovirus info and the uh, the squirrel situation. I really appreciate it. Always, always a pleasure to be able to help. Have a good one.